Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. When it comes to having a baby, biologically, only one person can do it, as in only one person can give birth to that baby. But emotionally, and in many different physical ways, If you're doing it with someone else, it's a team effort. Having said that, it's not always understood that the parent who doesn't give birth or breastfeed can actually play a big role in caring for a newborn. Diane Zalidis is the clinical lead at Pregnancy, Birth and Baby. Hi, Diane. How are you? I'm good, Siobhan. Thank you. Would you say uh, traditionally in the last... I don't know, 50 years or so, that we have assumed that the birth mother will do most of the heavy lifting when a baby is born? Look, I think I think any of the research and data that you look at kind of bears that out a bit, you know, that the birth mother at home bears the brunt of it. And I guess it's kind of seen, like, like you said in your intro, she's the one that carries the baby, she gives birth to the baby, she breastfeeds the baby if that's their choice of feeding. But there is just so much more to babies and raising them and caring for them and loving them than than those. So there is there is a big role for everybody. And I love this idea of it being a partnership when it comes to small babies because otherwise um, it can feel like you you really can feel like you're drowning a little if you're trying to look after everything. Um, of course, there are beautiful parts of a newborn. It's not all hard work. What difference can it make for the non-birth partner if they make an effort to be involved at this age? Well, I think they really get the the joyful experience of their newborn. And I think it's, there's this enormous sense of satisfaction and, and growth in yourself, you know, and for the partners and particularly for dads, you know, babies are so tiny and so little and they really respond to that sense of security that being held in in their dad's arms, particularly in those big hands, you know, compared to mum, the difference, that real difference is really important for babies. But irrespective of whether it's dad or, you know, same partners, the babies need everybody. And, and it is a bit of a team sport, this with newborns. And it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's very tiring. And there's a lot going on. And they need both. You know, it's not just one person that little children need. And I must say, it just struck me then that you're also going to make your partner much more contented and relaxed if you're helping. <laughs> you know, that's got to be important too, right, for the baby's oh, well-being. Absolutely. You know, it's like start as you mean to go. You, you know, you made this baby together, you went through the pregnancy together, now you're going to, you're going to parent and raise this baby together. And there is so much. And even if you, you know, it, you know, when she is breastfeeding and breastfeeding, it seems like almost constantly, but probably every three hours and little downtime in between, there's a lot of support she needs, you know, to be able to, it's a bit of a marathon really, and she needs, she needs her backup team big time. Talk about that support. What does that look like in the first um, months of a baby coming home? Well, for both of you, you know, you're going to be really tired, but particularly for the mum who's just given birth and now she's, if she's breastfeeding or even if she's bottle feeding, it's still every couple of hours, she's going to need 
meals and she's going to need rest and she's going to need her fluids. And so like if she's sitting and she's feeding baby, particularly breastfeeding, make sure she's got a drink by hand, a glass of water that she's eating during the day because time gets by that partners can take the baby and give her time to have a rest especially if she is breastfeeding because essentially that is the one feeding aspect that you can't do for her. What are some of the other practical things that partners can get involved with like the practical uh, needs of the baby that they can actually do? Mm, and there, are, there is a lot of them. So there's the nappy. So don't be shy. <laughs> get in and, and get in and learn the nappy changing, particularly the dirty ones. You know, if you're in, if you're into nappy changing, you're all in. There's no half in, all in. <laughs> um, and, you know, bath them. Like that bathing time is just like it's babies love it and it's just such a pleasurable experience for the parents as well but cuddle them settle them sometimes babies don't often like to go off to sleep if they can still smell mum particularly you know if she's breastfeeding they can smell the milk and they go oh they get a little excited about that and so (laughs) you know dads don't smell the same or partners don't smell quite the same as mum if she's breastfeeding so they can settle them and cuddle them off to sleep and then there's all the nighttime stuff. We haven't talked about that yet, have we, Siobhan? No, uh, <laughs> nighttime stuff. I feel like I need to add a dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that is sometimes quite a challenging time of the 24-hour cycle looking after a baby. How can dads contribute or other partners contribute? Because what often happens, I find, is that if you're the biological parent and you decide that you will stay at home to breastfeed or care for the child, then the other parent uh, inevitably needs to be working. And so you kind of think, oh, okay, well, I don't want them to lose out on sleep because they have to work tomorrow and I'm just at home. What am I doing? So they don't really get involved in the nighttime care of the baby. Yeah, look, it's, it is quite challenging. Everybody needs their sleep and everybody's not going to get much sleep in, in these first few weeks and months. I think it's really worthwhile discussing that up front, you know, but there are still some things, you know, babies when they cry are going to wake you. So maybe, you know, dads and partners can jump up and get the baby and change the baby and bring back to mum to feed. And then they can go back to sleep while mum's feeding. And there's a bit of a tag thing can go on. So it, it balances out. You know, you can also, particularly if it's not your work days, if it's the weekend, perhaps, you know, um, you know, you might take up a little bit more of that and be the one who burps them, changes them, settles them back so she can catch up on some more sleep at night time. Um, it's really important, I think, to kind of sit down and discuss this and work out who's going to do what, daytime, nighttime, because it is, it can become quite tiring there is that first six weeks that's described like a black hole of no sleep so (laughs) yes again how made am I to laugh I can just do that because I'm looking back on it and remembering just how challenging it can be um I remember Diane I heard um when you say sit down and talk about it I do remember someone once saying that with their partner what they'd agreed to was that she would go to bed first and knew that when she went to bed, she could sleep up till say midnight. And then her partner would go, and so her partner would be looking after the baby then. And then the partner would go to sleep and she would be on call for the baby from midnight on. And 
I thought, what a brilliant idea because the hardest thing I remember when I was getting up to feed and look after our babies was just not knowing when I would get unbroken sleep, even for three or four hours, you know, that can make a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, every family is different. So your dynamics and what's going on. And of course, you know, there could be other children in the mix as well. This might not be number one, it might be number two or three, or you might be further down the line than that. Um, And so maybe that's partner's role is looking after the other children you know, well, mum mm. is feeding. There's all of, there. There is actually loads to do. Um, it really is, I guess, just figuring out what it is that's going to work. And also, you know, the other thing is you can, you know, the partners, dads, they can be the information finding people. You know, if there are issues happening with feeding, whether it's breast or formula, you know, there are some great websites and support agencies. And so they, and this is, you know, dads in particular are really good at solving finding solutions to issues and that can be a big part of their role as well you know and research and find out about all the feeding options for your baby and what's involved and irrespective of which way you go she needs support it's a team sport but she needs you to be her coach she needs you to cheer her on and tell her what a great job she's doing and what a great mum she is and and that works both ways as well dads need the same cheer squad Now, this is going to sound a bit pessimistic, but even though a lot has changed and dads are getting more involved, I was still surprised when I had my kids that there is this uh, sort of unseen social pressure for mums to take on most of the work and most of that heavy lifting in those initial months until babies are more interactive and dads get more interested. Do you have any suggestions on how people can avoid slipping into those um, kind of expectations of themselves and that they feel other people have of them and how they can maybe talk to each other about it and, and change the way they do things. I think one of the best things to do, and, and you're right, communication is important, but perhaps sit down separate from each other and, and write down, write a list of what how you think it's going to be, um, what your expectations are of yourself and of your partner um, and what your experiences were growing up um, and then come together and kind of match it and see how it fits and then go, well, do we really want to be like this? What would we like to be like? How would we like it to be? Because... Um, you know, how, how you were raised and how how everybody else does things isn't necessarily how you have to do them. And kind of do all that before your baby arrives when you're not sleep deprived and you can plan these things out a little bit. And um, Because there's a lot of how you were parented as a child will come out a little bit when you've got a baby. So it's it's kind of good to delve into that and think about it before the baby arrives. Diane, so much great information in there. Thank you so much for your help today. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure, Siobhan. That's Diane Zalitis, Clinical Lead at Pregnancy, Birth and Baby. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.